What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls, and welcome back to What Do You Fear? I'm your host, Paul Rondo, and last week I apologized for the audio. I was trying a new thing and I was using my little Apple headphones microphone um, because I was in, in between computers. I was trying out my new, my new computer, so unfortunately the audio didn't come out so great, so we're back to the actual normal mic this week, and hopefully that will fix any issues we had in the previous week. So without further ado, we'll get into this week's story. It's called The Beckoning Pathway. There it was, that path I always wanted to travel down. I always loved hiking, and these woods had many beaten paths that just begged to be explored. I'd been down many of them, and some had gorgeous views, and others were nothing more than spots that some nature-loving couples used for obvious sexual activity, judging by the discarded condom wrappers and occasional lost piece of clothing. But this time had to be different. At least, I'd hope so. It was a long hike to get there, and it took me long to build the stamina to travel so far. Months upon months of exercise made my endurance much better, and I would rarely get short of breath unless I was sprinting for long distances. I looked better than I did in my previous months, that's for sure. Not only that, but now I was in peak physical condition. I always wanted to look how I did at that point. I had lean muscle, and I was curvy in all the right places. That gut I despised had finally shrunken away into oblivion, and I'll be damned if I let it return. After all, what woman wants to be fat and unhealthy? But enough of that. Let's get back to the path. As I was saying, this place was beautiful. The trees here seemed older, the air seemed fresher, and the canopy above was so thick Hardly a sunbeam would pass through. The path itself seemed old, and it carried an air of mystery that seemed to lure me in. I remember each time I would walk and catch sight of it. It always seemed to call to me. Though I was very tempted, I knew that if I explored it then, I would be too exhausted to walk back out and get in my car to drive home. That is, until now. I was ready this time. The beckoning path seemed to lead me into nothing but pure darkness. But I knew there had to be more than that. There were probably all kinds of beautiful things waiting in that thick foliage, just waiting to be discovered. My curiosity always got the best of me. It was time to explore. The trees were gigantic. They seemed to be nearly ancient. I knew some had to be hundreds of years old. Moss climbed up some of their trunks, only seeming to increase their age. The place seemed to be untouched by human hands, if not for the scraggly trail. It seemed as though nature would overtake the bare dirt once again, soon. For some reason, though, the occasional shiver would tease at the hairs on the back of my neck, making them stand on end. 
It wasn't cold at all, though. It was at least 70 degrees outside. So why did I feel so cold? I shrugged it off and decided to put my hoodie on that was in my backpack. I searched the area, just soaking in the natural beauty of the forest. Only then did I realize that the canopy formed by the outstretched branches was so thick that what beams of sunlight could get in were hardly any more than thin fingers that could barely illuminate the path. I paused. Did I just hear breathing? I held my breath, checking to see if it was just my own. That seemed to be the case. I only laughed at myself for being paranoid. That chill returned as I forced a lighthearted chuckle. My instincts were trying to take control. They were telling me to turn around and go back. They were telling me something was horribly wrong. They wanted the safety of the sunlight. I was an idiot. I pushed it all away. I disregarded all those things as paranoia. Just then, I saw a lumbering figure a few yards away. Easily nine feet tall. Though, I only caught a glimpse. It seemed human. Early Simeon. It passed behind a tree, and I saw no other sign of it. Needless to say, it scared the hell out of me. There were no apes, or for that matter, any other primates that fit a description matching what I had just seen in that area. There was a zoo nearby, but it would have been all over the news if something had broken loose. I tried to convince myself that I was just seeing things, but it wasn't working at all. My mind traveled back to all the thoughts of Bigfoot and how so many jokes were made about how it only exists in blurry, out-of-focus areas. Or that he, she, or it was just someone's excessively hairy hippie relative. I didn't laugh, though. Couldn't bring myself to. That invasive feeling of being watched was ever so present. Was I being monitored? Now visibility was damn near gone. Why did I want to keep pressing forth? Was I hoping to discover something? I still didn't know why I did that. I broke out my flashlight, shining around the thick of the trees, only to make a fascinating discovery. There were carvings on the tree. Some of the bark was peeling off of some of the primitive carvings were inlaid in the wood. What struck me as odd was that much of the art I saw resembled the art of evolution. But one thing unnerved me greatly. The final stage. Human beings as we know them was missing. Did this mean that we were just as mythological as Sasquatch as they are to us? I took a step forward to view the carved image a little more closely. A branch cracked beneath me, only causing me to let out a startled yelp. This had to be a joke. I had to see what was behind this. I continued. The terrain began to grow a little more difficult to climb, but I had to know. That was either my best or worst trait. If something intrigues or interests me, I must get to the bottom of it, even if it's the last thing I do. I certainly don't feel that way anymore, though. Soon, I felt that chill again. I was being watched, and that was clear. Rustling sounds weren't heard, but whatever was watching me had lived here since the beginning of its time. One thing began to confuse me, though. Another source of light was nearby. 
there was a dull yellow glow to it. It appeared someone had made a fire nearby. Maybe I could ask them to help me find my way out. I was definitely lost by now, and it was probably dark. Even outside of the woods at this hour, I could also smell meat cooking, only reminding me of how long it had been since I'd had a good meal. I turned off my flashlight following the dim light. I decided to look into this further, walking as quietly as I could until the fire came into sight. It was a rather small fire, but what I saw frightened me. There was a whole group of these simian bipeds, fitting the classical description of Sasquatch, gathered around the fire. They seemed to communicate in grunts and guttural vocalizations, but it wasn't so much their presence that frightened me, it was the meat they were preparing. A sharpened stick was driven through what had obviously once been two human legs, arms, and a torso. The head appeared to be missing. The grunts suggested they were communicating, but I found myself stumbling backwards in terror. My flight reflex was taking over. I could fight my instincts as much as I wanted to earlier, but this time, I'd let them take control. My heart was racing in fear and I spun around. Only one way left. I was going back the way I came. Now, with my flashlight to guide me, I had to find my way out. Running on adrenaline alone, I was terrified, but I knew that getting out of there could be a life or death situation. Once I had made it back to the strange carvings, something made my heart feel as though it had been leapt through my chest. Leaves and branches were snapping. I was standing still. This only made me start running again, faster this time. But was there any hope for me? Whatever it was knew this forest better than I did and there was no time for me to summon up a plan to outsmart this thing. All I could do was hope I was in better shape than it was. It was in pursuit of me, but fortunately, I seemed to be a step ahead. There was no way I could lose it in the forest, but at least I could make it back to civilization. It would probably flee after all. What's more dangerous to a beast than a group of intelligent prey? I could see the opening to the path I'd entered from, and somehow... It was still just barely light outside. The fiery glow of the sunset was lighting the sky and casting a tangerine glow over everything in sight. I would have taken pleasure in the beauty of it, but I wasn't so positive I was being chased. My legs were carrying me as fast as they could, and I was finally into the clearing and on the beaten trail that others before me had worn. If I knew anything right now, it was that I shouldn't look back. I had to keep running, find my way to the car, and drive home. I didn't even listen to find out if I was still being followed. My red sedan came into sight and I quickly swung my bag off one arm and tugged the keys from my outside pocket, unlocking the vehicle and getting inside, just hoping I heard nothing. Before peeling out of the stretch of country road that led me from there, I saw one thing in my rearview window. A bipedal simian, akin to the missing link, covered in dark hair with a sloping forehead, could be seen baring its teeth as if challenging me. When the engine of my vehicle started and I revved the motor, the primitive beast fled in what might have been terror. It was a quiet drive back home. After I finally got the chance to get inside and relax, I began to realize something. Sasquatch or Bigfoot, or whatever you want to call the apparent missing link between humans and their simian cousins, were always thought to be peaceful. But several people would disappear every year and are never found. Yes, there are many reported sightings of such beings, But did you ever think 
that they haven't been collected by scientists and researchers because so few have lived to tell about them. I don't know if I'm correct, but the human remains roasting on that fire suggest that I am. Is it possible that this strange race is jealous of humanity for its advanced technology? I may never know, but I can tell you one thing. I'm not about to return to that path to find out. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Big thank you to the author for creating such an interesting and genuinely creepy experience. If you enjoyed the video, please subscribe or follow for more videos just like this one. If you'd like to support the channel, you can check out my Patreon link in the description below and know that I genuinely appreciate it. Follow me over on Twitter at podcast underscore fear or Facebook at fear the podcast. Thank you again for listening to the story, and until next time, always remember to face your fears.